0: Hey everybody, it's Sam with Paranormal Review, and tonight we are going to be reviewing Destination Fear. We are going to be doing Season 1, Episode 3, it is the Sweet Springs Sanitarium in Rock, West Virginia, and it aired on November 9th. 2019 Now I know some of you are new to this podcast so I kind of want to explain how we do it what we normally do is I research the location if at all possible and what's been going on in the location and look at any film or any previous episodes that have been taped there, and we kind of compare stories. Plus, as we're doing a recap of the episode, then we kind of talk about things we wish they would have done that we wish they hadn't have done, or some question that we want an answer to that maybe... They gave us the answer, but we really wanted to dig deeper. We wanted to probe a little bit more. And maybe they did it and it just got cut out. Or maybe they forgot or didn't think of it. So that's a little bit about what this podcast is about. So in the opening of Destination Fear... We see Chelsea and Tanner talking about how they are not even halfway completed with this journey that they have decided to go on with Dakota. And both of them state that this has been torturous on them. Then we see Dakota talking to his personal camera and letting the viewers in on how they're going to Sweet Spring, West Virginia, where there is an abandoned huge piece of property. And the buildings on it, the owner is trying to renovate. In the past, it's been a hotel, it's been a resort, and it's been a sanitarium. But it started out as a place where a Native American massacre actually occurred. And the white settlers were actually wanting to take their land, so they murdered them for it. It contains a huge field where there are over 400 unmarked graves on the property. Dakota, in the back of the RV, starts talking to Chelsea, Tanner, and Alex about the location, giving them little hints. He talks about shadow figures and audible noises are said to happen most at this location. But first, Dakota wants to make a pit stop. And it just happens to be haunted. Well, Chelsea says at least it is during the day. Dakota fills them in that when this place was open, that it was supposed to be a lot of fun and tells them that they are stopping at Lake Shawnee Amusement Park in West Virginia. They get to talk to Chris White, who is the owner, about its history. And he says Native Americans lived there from the 1400s until the late 1700s. And a lot of people hear chanting, being done on the property, or they see figures that appear to be Native American. In 1776, Mitchell Clay and his family came there the Native Americans attacked and actually killed two of their children and took their third child hostage. The father rounded up a posse and found that his third child had been murdered at the stake. Mr. White tells them there is a headstone That is dedicated to the first two children. But. What some people see. Is the third child. Standing next to that headstone. Because they've never found. Where the third child. Actually got a headstone. Dakota's. Talking into his own camera tells of how the property switched hands many times until an amusement park was built on it. And even after the amusement park was built there, many children continued to die. There was a little girl On a swing when a delivery truck backed up and on her swing she hit it and it ended up killing her. Another death happened when a little boy was in a canoe on the pond on the property and he fell out and drowned. A third child was found at the bottom of the swimming pond with his arm stuck in the drain pipe. As it gets dark, they all decide to take a walk to the headstone of the Clay children. Chelsea states that she would not want to be alone here. Now, they lose the trail and become turned around, but they eventually find it. Chelsea begins to discuss how it's unique to put an amusement park where children were known to die. Tanner says it's really interesting, and he states that he hopes the children rest easy. And as soon as Tanner says, rest easy... They hear noises. Now, Dakota decides that they need to go back over closer to the amusement park and actually talk about the location that they are going to and to open the pocket. First of all, I want to say Lake Shawnee Amusement Park is a very haunted spot that a lot of paranormal TV shows have discovered and I really wish that Dakota would have made up his mind to possibly stay there and explore it or that it's on his list for maybe a future season because it seemed really interesting but I I don't know whether he'll he'll end up doing that or not Next time we see them, they're gathered together, and Dakota gives Tanner the pocket to open to find out that they're going to Sweet Springs Sanitarium. The owner is Otis Ashby Berkeley, and he says this is where many came to die and that there's a lot of sadness here on this property. He said there's a lot that happened that he doesn't even know about and is finding out more and more every day. Chelsea says she doesn't feel sweet at all about this, and Dakota quickly agrees that it's not. The largest building was part of a grand resort that was built with slave labor. Then it became a hospital for tuberculosis patients, and that actually was their final stop before the grave. Mr. Berkeley says that many think it's haunted, and he's not real sure. He feels different energies at different times on the property, but isn't sure. Areta Dupree An administrative assistant for Sweet Springs says, most people don't walk in thinking, I'm going to see something. But when they do, then it shocks them. Um, A lot of people have heard footsteps, and the lights would be off, and then all of a sudden, they get turned on. And no one has turned them on. They've just went on. Then they're filled in from the pocket that in 1774, Colonel Lewis was given a land grant for the property, but Native American tribes in the area believed that this land and the water on it was very sacred because it contains hot springs, hence the name Sweet Springs. The Native Americans used these springs for medicinal purposes. Colonel Lewis had them slaughtered because he couldn't get them to leave. In the 1830s, Colonel Lewis's son ended up building a grand hotel where 800 guests could stay, and an army of slaves was used to run it. One slave got caught stealing flyer and was shot. He died two days later in a single jail cell that they have on the property. Mr. Berkeley says that many people have experienced on the first floor that were the slave quarters um they've had just different experiences. Dakota ends up reading about how, in the basement area, people here change dragging and that where the laundry room is, a woman had her arm ripped off by an old laundry machine. They've heard and caught voices saying, my arm, my arm, and also saying laundry. Chelsea then reads part of the packet where... Some of the most active places are up on the third floor. They have seen a female full-body apparition of a woman in a long period dress that's standing vigil at the window in room 3007. People have also been touched in there, and Ricky Lewis, or Lucas, sorry, who was the maintenance man, said that he actually was touched by a firm hand, and that when he turned around, there was no one there. Steve Bostick... An area resident says that at 18 years old, they used to go up on the third floor all the time, and that someone yelled, get the heck out of here. He said, well, when they looked back, they couldn't find anyone. So then they start talking about how Sweet Springs has had five owners – in 20 years, and that several have died unexpectedly after purchasing the property. Dakota admits that he would be scared to be the new owner. Well, so was I. I mean, when they actually show the property, if if you can't get this episode um, through Uh, Travel Channels app or on your local TV provider or anything like that. If you can just look it up, they actually have a website and that you can see the property. It is absolutely gorgeous. Now, a lot of the buildings that are on the property are run down and they definitely need renovated. And you've got to imagine this building or buildings are massive, and so it's going to take a lot of time and a lot of money to renovate it, but it could end up being gorgeous, and like I already said, it has hot springs on the actual property. Paranormal Lockdown came here. I think they were the first paranormal TV show to actually get access to it. Nick Groff and Katrina Wideman did a show there. And if you got to see it, then you got to see the hot springs. And Nick actually did an experiment with Katrina where he wore like a microphone and dove underwater and stayed underwater for a while to see if they could hear anything coming through the water because several people had said that over where the hot springs were that they had had experiences and had heard voices and different things like that. So you actually got to see Nick and Katrina go over towards the springs, and Nick actually dove into the springs. Stephen Bostick said that his best advice that he would give anyone is to make sure that you know where the exits are at all times, that you have plenty of flashlights, and a change of underwear. Which I think is probably really good advice, especially for someone like me, because you guys, if you've been following along with all these episodes, you know how big of a chicken I am. Um... Now, they're back in the RV, and it's the next day, and all of a sudden, they discover that they have no cell service and they show the road they're driving on. It is basically a one-lane road, and it looks like they're in the middle of nowhere, and Dakota has a camera, and he asks Chelsea and Tanner, what makes you want to go through this? Meaning this journey. And Chelsea says, if I go through this, then this will be one of the most challenging things that I've ever done. However, I wouldn't go through this without you guys. And she talks about taking her fear to a whole nother level. Then they turn it to Tanner. And Tanner says he wants to find out more about himself is he going to run away or is he going to challenge his fear that he feels and protect the ones he loves but it leads me to wonder why dakota didn't answer his own question personally in the opening of of destination fear He talks about, you know, his reasoning for wanting to do this was that he wanted to do an experiment to see about fear and what would make you break. How much fear it would take you to actually crack or break. And could you learn to live with fear? But what I want to know is personally, Why did Dakota want to go through this? Because I don't believe that it was money. I know that a lot of you were watching the episode or you're listening to me do this episode, and that's what you're thinking. Oh, Dakota wants to do it for money. I don't think that's it. He's young, he's very talented, and I think Dakota is smart enough to know that. So, I don't think that he's interested in get-rich-quick schemes. I think right now, he's truly wanting to learn about the paranormal, about the world, about filmmaking, about TV. But I would have liked for him to answer that question personally Why is he going on this journey? So then Dakota says, this is the biggest place that we've been so far. And as they kind of go around the corner, they all react to its massive size. Now, it starts storming as soon as they arrive, and they get up on... It looks like a porch area of the front building. And Dakota shows them a picture on his phone. And it's taken from above, maybe possibly from a droid, maybe. Or drone, and um, he says there's a big chance we might get lost. He shows them the porch where they are located, and then all the different buildings, and then shows them all of the property that is included. They then set up uh, a first-floor gear room or like other uh, paranormal TV shows talk about is kind of like their base camp. And then they decide that this place is too big for them to be able to cover it as a group. So they actually decide to split up into two groups. So Dakota and Chelsea are one group, and then Tanner and Alex are together. All of them are wearing masks, and they start off going in separate directions. The masks threw me because even though we're early in to the series, they haven't wore masks before. So that was one of the notes that I jotted down was, huh, wonder why they're wearing masks. What's what's going on there? Now, as they're walking, Dakota tells Chelsea he's glad that he's getting to walk with her. But does she realize that they are the two biggest chickens in the whole entire group? Well, amen to that. That would have been me. Uh I am a big chicken, and some of the stuff that they've already been through, I would have been like, oh, my. Uh But anyway, we see Tanner and Alex going down to the basement. They head to the laundry room. Tanner immediately says, you can just feel this room is different. They switch to showing upstairs to Chelsea and Dakota where they have come upon a mirror. And Dakota says that many have actually had experiences with this mirror. So my next question is, I wonder if they thought about scrying into the mirror. Or even just staring a lot into the mirror. Cause I remember Dakota's issues that he had when Zach Bagans Told him at his museum, the Haunted Museum in Las Vegas, to look in the Bella Lugosi mirror. I don't know how many of you guys remember that, but, um, Zach actually asked Dakota to stand in front of it and just stare in it. And it really unnerved Dakota. So they start heading for the first floor West Wing. Dakota then says that he's glad they wore masks because it's gross in here. And as they're going up the stairs to the second floor, they hear noise coming from upstairs. And Even I could hear it without having to rewind my DVR or anything. It was a pretty clear noise. And Dakota says, there's no one upstairs because Tanner and Alex are in the basement. And then he looks at Chelsea and says, I I don't want to go upstairs now. But they both know that they have to, so they go up to the second floor, West Wing. Now, as they come through the doorway, they get, I don't know, two to three feet in, and they hear a bang and a loud crash, and Chelsea screams. Girl, I do not blame you. I would have been screaming too, because that would have caught me totally off guard, just walking into a doorway and, and hearing that. Dakota is in the opposite corner with his back up against the wall and says, I don't want to move. Then, down the hallway, they hear movement, kind of like shuffling. And Dakota says, I know we need to go forward. I know we need to go upstairs. So they decide to go on up to the octave area on the third floor of uh, room 3007. And they see the window where people have ended up seeing the female apparition. They then switch to the basement slave quarters where Tanner and Alex can feel the energy shifting, but there's nothing for them to document. And they admit that, that they feel something with their body, but that they didn't get any real evidence or anything like that. Dakota and Chelsea aren't getting anything in room 3007. So they all decide to meet up downstairs, and it's 12.28 a.m. So they decide to switch things up. They decide to put Dakota and Chelsea in the basement and Tanner and Alex in the west wing. So as Chelsea and Dakota walk into the basement, slave quarters area, They see these children's dolls that are in cages. And Dakota remarks that this is so insensitive. No wonder they have unrestful spirits here. Why would you do this? Chelsea says it's definitely not what you should be doing with such a concentrated history that this property has. Up on the third floor, Tanner and Alex go outside of room 3007, but don't realize that's where they are. Tanner actually takes and places a digital recorder on a wheelchair, and they start doing an EVP session. They then switch back to the basement, and Dakota says, this basement is so bad, I don't feel good down here. About that same time, Tanner realizes that they are right beside of room 3007, and they hear a female moan. Again, I also hear it without any playback, without me re- rewinding or without them supposedly enhancing. Um, but Dakota and Chelsea also hear the same thing in the basement. So immediately Tanner starts an EVP session asking, "Do you know how you died?" Now, on playback, they hear something possibly answering him, but they both decide that they possibly need to get out of here. And in the basement hospital wing, Dakota says he has really bad feelings down here, and he doesn't think that he can be down here alone. He hopes that that's not what he draws as a place to sleep tonight, and they decide that they need to go meet Tanner and Alex. I guess the thing that gets to me about this sequence is that Tanner immediately whips out the digital recorder and starts doing an EVP session. And he checks it, and both he and Alex hear something answering him. But at no point in the rest of this episode will we see them analyze that or evaluate it or even talk about it again. So, back at the episode, they're outside. And Dakota says, this place is 100% haunted. We are hearing noises ahead of us and behind us. And it definitely doesn't make sense that we both heard moaning at the same time. Now, what I wish they would have done was... Take each camera, the ones from the third floor, and the ones from the basement, and mash it up. See if they have the same frequency and pattern. Did they actually hear the same female moan? Was it at the same frequency? Did it have the same pattern? Was it actually the same thing, or did they hear... Two totally different things. I wish we would have been able to discover, you know, about that. Tanner says we were right at room 3007 and were experiencing the same claims as others had said in the pocket. Chelsea says that she thinks this is going to be one of their hardest nights ever. And someone is going to get in the basement, and there are no exit routes down there. You're just stuck with only one way to get out of there. So we see at 1.31 a.m., they decide to walk the property. And Dakota talks about how the white settlers were killing the Native Americans and burying them in unmarked graves in this area. And Tanner says, as he's looking around, that this is the creepiest setting ever. That there's a full moon out and the fog rolling in. And then they get to the single jail cell where the slave died. And they go in. Chelsea spots a snake skin. And Dakota freaks out just a little bit and says, uh, I hate snakes. Well, me too, Dakota. Me too. And let me tell you, as soon as she brought that to my attention my butt would have been out the door because the camera panned around that area and there were too many places for snakes to hide. But then they get a bird and a bat fly around and Dakota is like, I'm out, I'm gone. And we see them you know, outside, and he's talking about between the snake, the bird, and the bat, just couldn't take it. Totally agree with you, Dakota. But like I said, I'd have been out of there and would not have been seeing the bird or the bat because I would have been gone. Now at 2:48 a.m., they have their team meeting, and they decide where everyone's gonna sleep. Now, Tanner explains to everybody that they discovered black mold on the third floor, so it's actually not safe for them to be up there. So they all sit down and agree on four different places, and they have Tanner write them down, and then they draw them out of his hat. Tanner goes first, and he gets the basement slave quarters. Then Dakota goes, and he gets the second floor west wing. Chelsea, of course, gets the basement hospital wing, because Chelsea always gets the worst place. I swear they have this rigged. I know Dakota has said in interviews that they do not rig it, that it is just Chelsea's luck. But I feel sorry for her. I I really do. Big props to Chelsea for getting the scariest spot every single time and doing it. But that leaves Alex with the first floor mirror room. So we see them at 3.17, and they are all going to their alone areas for a couple hours. Some of them are supposed to be trying to sleep, and then some of them have already said that there's no way they're sleeping. Chelsea gets to her area, and as she's talking to the camera, says that she questions her own sanity in times like these. And as Dakota is settling in and talking to his camera, he hears a noise. And he says, yeah, I'm not going to be sleeping good at all. We then go back to Chelsea, who starts talking to her camera about this place being the hardest one for her. And... It's at that point her infrared camera light goes out, and she doesn't know it. They show it on the screen, but you can tell Chelsea doesn't react to it she She had no clue it went out um and then they go to Tanner, talking to his camera, and what he is doing is saying he is sorry. For anyone that, or any spirits that may be down in the basement. Then he takes out an ovulus and a digital recorder. Now, I have to give big props to Tanner on this episode. He was Mr. Prepared. He had a digital recorder earlier and he's got an ovulus and a digital recorder now. So he asks, is someone here with me? The ovulus says, Paul. So Tanner says, is that your name? And he hears sounds coming from behind him and gets up, and the Ovilus goes off and says, hallway, which is where Tanner is. He's in the hallway, and that's also where he heard the noises. So Tanner actually picks up his walkie-talkie and accidentally gets a hold of Chelsea. She says she heard the same noise. But Tanner says he meant to call Alex, so then he calls Alex on the walkie-talkie and asks for him to come down right now. Alex and Tanner walk over to check on Chelsea. And then they update Dakota. They get a hold of him upstairs and tell them they want to do a sweep to see if anyone is downstairs. Tanner feels like it's not a paranormal voice he heard. That it is actually a human voice he heard and believes that maybe someone is trying to mess with them. Alex and Tanner look at Chelsea and said, we're going to go check this out. You scream if you hear something. And she says, "Uh, no problem. So as they are checking things out, they hear Chelsea on the walkie-talkie saying, dude, come back. So they take off running. And she says, hey, I heard something. So Alex says, I think Tanner needs to sleep in the same place, same area as Chelsea for safety reasons. So they update Dakota. And Dakota makes mention, well, if Chelsea doesn't want to sleep alone or can't sleep alone, then yeah, okay. And Chelsea's like, I'm fine. So it was almost like Dakota, I don't know if he meant to, but it was almost like Dakota goaded her into that. So Tanner says, if what I heard was paranormal, then it is the greatest thing I've ever heard. But Chelsea says, someone better not be in here. It better not be a human voice. So, Alex and Tanner go and do a complete sweep, and they find nothing. So, Alex goes back up on the first floor in the mirror room, and Tanner says they both are 100% sure that it was a real person in the building. They show Tanner reacting as he's discussing things with Dakota because he's on the walkie-talkie, and he hears singing behind him, and then he starts hearing something else, and Tanner begins yelling, Who's down here? Who's down here? Well, Alex hears him up on the first floor and immediately heads downstairs. Tanner gets to Chelsea and asks if she's okay, hey, did you hear that? Chelsea is totally calm and says, I didn't hear that one. So... Tanner is a little anxious and excited and says, I want to review my tape right now. So since Dakota heard him yelling on the walkie-talkie, he comes downstairs and asks, what's wrong? What's going on? Tanner says, when you review my tape, you are going to hear Talking and singing and someone mocking me. And I'm pretty pissed off right now. So Dakota says, whatever it is, he doesn't want us here. And and Dakota kind of acts shocked and a little... Intrigued, almost, because he is like, what's up with all the audio voices here? So then they hear an audible scream. Now, I heard this one through the camera. It it was pretty clear. And Dakota says, look, we we need to get out of here for a little bit. And Tanner says, this is absolutely a horrible place. So as they're walking and going upstairs, we hear Chelsea keep saying, Lord, please protect me. Well, as they get up on the first floor, they hear another noise behind them. And Dakota says very forcefully, I need to get my laptop so that we can check this out. And Chelsea says, this is a mind trip. So we then see a blank screen and the words are wrote on it. While everyone was outside on the front porch, the camera that they left in the basement captured the following chants. And it plays um you can see a very empty hallway and you can I couldn't hear that it was chanting. I don't know that I would have called it that, but you could hear some kind of noise. I don't know whether it was a voice or I, – I really don't know what it was. So T- Tanner had been pacing while wait, waiting for Dakota to get his laptop, and he comes over and sits down, and Dakota tells him, that was messing with you. So, Dakota downloads everything on his laptop and replays it, and they can actually hear singing behind Tanner, and then they hear what appears to be talking from behind Tanner on the computer. And Chelsea's the one that says, that sounds like taunts, that that sounds like it's taunting you. And this is the most evidence we've ever got in one night. So we see the sun rising, and they decide that since it's morning that they think they're ready to go, and they start packing up. Um, but they do their video diaries that they do at the end of every episode. So we see Tanner with his personal camera saying, this place really rattled me. And he talked about hearing noises and how his first thought was, is Chelsea okay? Is it closer to Chelsea? But then we see Dakota in his... A travel diary, personal camera, stating that it was nice to know, as her brother, that Tanner would protect Chelsea if ever needed. And then we hear the voiceover from Dakota where he says, this was not a place of healing for us. It actually damaged us. And whatever is inside has unfinished business. And then Tanner ends the episode saying, we are a family. And we have to see light in all of the dark places. So as I think about this, it makes me want to go here. Um, Of course, in the daytime, I am not going in the night. But I would like to go and see this, this area, see this location, see how massive it is. I especially would like to go after they finish renovating it, because I think it possibly could absolutely be unreal. But I know this... Experiment is about fear and the fear that they experience, whether it be because they hear something, because they feel something, because their devices that they use give them information that ramps up their fear or anything like that. And sometimes I have to keep reminding myself that that is what this show is about because if it was a paranormal investigation show then yeah i would be picking it apart and saying oh i wanted to hear the voice played back i wanted them like i said earlier to match and see if the voice or the moan that they heard on the third floor was the same as on the first floor. But this isn't a paranormal investigative show. It's not about collecting evidence. It's about experiencing fear. Once you experience it, seeing can you push through that and go to another level of fear and take more of it, or will it break you? And I think once you step back and you realize this is not a paranormal investigative show, I think you enjoy this show so much more. I know I do. It's different. It's interesting. You've got Chelsea who hasn't been on any of these. She's not a paranormal investigator, and she will be the first one to tell you. Tanner, who has picked it up some from doing it, but mostly from watching on TV and maybe reading some books. And then Dakota has just had his experiences that he got as a cameraman on Ghost Adventures. These are are three young people who don't have 30 or 40 years experience. And they don't have training To get rid of things. So that's also not what this show's about. It's not about, oh, we heard a voice. It's someone wanting to go over to the other side. Let's get them to do that. No, that's not what this show's about either. And I've seen both of these comments online. Oh, I don't like Destination Fear because they don't follow up with their evidence. Well, they're not going to. They're not paranormal investigators. Or they say, well, they find spirits, but they don't help them. They don't help them cross over. Well, again, they're not supposed to. They're not trained to. That's not what this show's about. Also, they're going to public places that almost anyone can pay to visit and The thing is, a lot of the places they go in this first season, the owners obviously don't want you getting rid of any spirits. That's how they make their money. So I don't feel like you can pick at this show if you're looking at it at the same old viewpoint. You have to look at it through a different lens. And I think once you do that, you really enjoy this show for what it is. So that's kind of my thoughts on it. Um, I like this show, and I like this crew. I love Tanner and Chelsea and Dakota and Alex. I think they work really well together. I love getting to know them and go through experiences with them. And I'm glad that they're a little bit leery of things because i'm a whole lot leery of things like i said i'm a chicken and so it's interesting for me to see as normal as they can be with being on tv normal people actually going through this and experiencing that i like it so let me know what you think do you like this show um Are you watching Destination Fear? Have you watched all of Season 1 and are starting on Season 2? Do you like the crew? Do you like their personalities? Or do you wish um they would drop someone? Or do you want someone added? Do you think instead of four of them, maybe there should be five of them or something like that? Tell me what you guys think. You can reach me at pod at com. That's paranormalreviewpod at gmail.com or you can hit me up on Twitter or Facebook at Paranormal Review. I've said before, on our Facebook page, I have a lot of different articles and have been putting up different paranormal groups as interviews or their investigations, things like that. So you really may want to check into that page. But I look forward to hearing from you guys and talking to you soon.